Welcome to Kingdom.Think. Today we're covering Exodus 33-34, Psalms 42, and Mark 14. <clears throat> I hope you're enjoying this process because it's a little bit at a time, like, like just nibbling on some wisdom every single day and getting fed and just hearing, you know, the whole thing is I am not coming to you in a very theological way. I'm just sharing my heart, what I'm experiencing when I'm reading, and hopefully you can hear my excitement about the awesomeness of what I'm reading from the Old Testament to the Psalms to the New Testament. And I hope you see that because it's pretty amazing, pretty powerful. And and there's definitely some correlations to what we're actually living in our time. Um, And the purpose of reading the Bible is just to experience that freedom. Just being fed by the word, you will experience peace and freedom and joy. And it's awesome. Okay, so here we are in chapter 33. Now, remember the Israelites had worshipped to that calf. We talked about that yesterday. Well, guess what? It kind of was at the end of chapter 32 yesterday, but I didn't want to end that way, so I didn't really say it, but I'm going to say it now. And the Lord struck the people with a plague because of what they did with the calf Aaron had made. That's a bummer. Okay, so then chapter 33, um, God's going to... He's going to tell them, hey, you guys need to like go on, just continue on your journey. I'm going to send you to the place where, you, where I gave you your promised, um, but I'm not going to go with you because if I go with you, I don't know. I don't know what I, I still am so angry at these people. That's kind of what God was saying. He didn't say that exactly, but that's what he was saying to Moses. And I'm still really kind of angry with these people. They're such stiff necked people. If I were to go with you, even for a moment, I might destroy you. Ay-yi-yi. So just just go. But Moses is like, oh, I, we can't go without you, God. And he just gave him his petition, gave him his, his reasons and said, we'll just look like ordinary people out there. I mean, how will we know what to do? How will we, we need your presence. He says, we have to have your presence. And he just was relentless in just asking God in many different ways that he just really wanted him to go. So I don't know if at the end of chapter 33, did God say he was going to go? I'm not positive yet. But anyways, chapter 34, um, Moses is going to talk to God. So we, so so they're going to make the tablet again because remember he broke the first one. So he goes up to the Mount, Mount Sinai. Basically, God says, okay, we're going to go up there again. We're going to try this one more time. In the morning, you come up to the mountain, but just you don't have anything near the mountain. So he went up. And this is kind of a cool passage I'm going to read. Um, that, the, that the Lord is going to pass by, pass Moses. Okay, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sins of the parents for the, to the third and fourth generation interesting that Moses put that in right now. And Moses bowed down to the ground and once worshiped the Lord. Lord, he said, if I had found favor in your eyes, then let the Lord go with us. Although this is a stiff necked people, forgive our wickedness, wickedness and our sin and take us as your inheritance. So he's still pleading his petition of why he wants God to come with them and be in their presence. Um. So, but basically God said, I'm going to send an angel before you. I'm going to I think that's what he said. Um, Just, let's see. The people, 
uh, I will, okay, he's going to drive out the Amorites, Canaanites, Hittites, and all those people. Okay. Um, he just kind of reminds them about their commandments, about like, he's, she just keeps reiterating, don't worship idols, take a rest on the seventh day. Um, okay. And then he says, then the Lord said to Moses, write down these words in accordance with the, these words, I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. Moses was there with the Lord for 40 days and 40 nights without eating bread or drinking water. And he wrote on the tablets, the words of the covenant the Ten Commandments. So he wrote it again. And when he came down from the mountain, apparently the people didn't do naughty. They were good for 40 days, 40 nights. So he, when he came down from the mountain, his face was radiant. They were, they were tripping. Aaron was tripping. Everybody was tripping. Like he was different because he had been in the presence of the Lord. So then after that, he, cared, he had um, um, a veil over his face and, and except for when he went into the tent where the presence of the Lord, then he would take the veil off. That's interesting. So we're moving on to Psalms 42. And I'm going to read it because it's not very long. Blessed are those who have regard for the weak. The Lord delivers. Oops, that's 41. Okay. Oh, I'm not going to read the whole thing. But here's that that familiar song. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as pour as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one, with shouts of joy and praise among these festive throngs. Aw, so it's a song. So beautiful. Um, at the end, why my soul are downcast, why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So that was a song, definitely a song. Okay, moving on to 14. So they go to do the Passover. They go to someone's house in town. They, they have the Last Supper. This is where Jesus tells them that someone's going to betray them. And the prophecy will be fulfilled that when the time comes, the people who follow him will scatter. I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter for it is written. And that's exactly what happened. So Jesus knew that he was going to be crucified. So he wanted to go up to pray, but he asked, who did he ask? Peter and Simon, please watch. No, no, no. Peter is Simon. Peter and someone else. Who did he take up there? So he took a couple guys, a couple of the disciples. And he says, please be on watch. So he went up to pray. But when he came back down, they were sleeping. He says, come on, guys. Can't you just stay awake for a little while? Please watch. He goes back up to pray, comes back down. They were sleeping again. Their eyes were just too tired. I can't imagine that Jesus really got angry. He, I think he was mostly just so sorrowful, so hurt. And um, not hurt for himself, but just just anguished. How's that? How's that for a word? He was anguished. And he said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak in their temptation to fall asleep and not be able to stay awake. Well, the third time he comes down, he said, rise. He saw them asleep again. Are you still sleeping and resting? Enough. The hour has come. Look, the son of man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Sure enough, here comes Judas with a bunch of guys, group of guys. And the sign was he was going to kiss the man and that would be the Messiah. So he gives him a kiss on the cheek and 
I'm assuming the cheek. Of course the cheek. Anyways. Um, and sure enough, they arrested him and, um, Peter tries to defend him. But first Jesus says, I'm le- am I leading a rebellion? Oh yeah. He cut off the servant's ear. Eesh. So they were going to start a fight. Am I leading a rebellion? Said Jesus, that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me. Every day I was with you teaching in the temple courts and you did not arrest me, but the scripture must be fulfilled. Then everyone deserted him and fled just as the scripture said. Here's what's interesting about Mark. There's this one verse that's kind of random. It says, it's verse um, 51 and 52. A young man wearing nothing but a linen garment. I'm, asl- I'm assuming they're his nightgown, his sleeping garment. And he was following Jesus. And when, he, when they seized him, Jesus, he fled naked, leaving his garments behind. So random not sure why some people wonder who that was some people think it was mark that he just kind of inserted a little biography of himself who knows okay so then he's presented in front of the sanhedrin um people are throwing their accusations but nothing is sticking because they don't make sense and they're not cohesive like everybody's saying something a little bit different so it's just not making sense um and then they basically said aren't you going to say something and jesus says stays quiet um, but here we go. Again, the high priest says, are you the Messiah, the son of the blessed one? I am, said Jesus, and you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the mighty one and coming in the clouds of heaven. Oh my gosh, that's all they needed. You blasphemy. And that's basically the phrase that um, they hung on to, to be able to crucify him. So Peter disowns him three times, just like he said he would. So sad. That is the end of chapter 14 of Mark.